When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. Uh, I've been in a lot of offenses, so as far as like me liking or disliking, it never really mattered. Um, it's more so... Uh, you know, just adjusting to my new offense. And, you know, it's not necessarily whether I like it or not. I've never had any complaints. More so just, you know, whatever route you get, whatever route gets called, I run it. You know, so as far as I like it, I don't really get into all that. Welcome into Purple Daily. Stefan Diggs last week after one of the Vikings' minicamp practices talking about the fact he's on his uh, 15th offense and 75th coordinator since he got here. The uh, the show today, we're going to start off, of course, a two-hour um, a two hour show. Matthew Collar is out, so it's Zolgad, Danny Cunningham for segment one before he has some Timberwolves duties to attend to. Manny Hill for hour one, Jonathan Harrison producing for the entire thing. And uh, gentlemen, I figured that with minicamp done, OTAs done, as far as I know, weightlifting, the organized weightlifting is done. Yep. The offseason is basically complete now. And so the next time that we see the Vikings as a group will be in Egan for the start of training camp. So, not just the Vikings, but I want us to spend the next hour talking about the five storylines or things that we are most excited about when the NFL season actually does start. So five things, they, they can be on the field, off the field, in some cases officiating things that I'm going to bring up in my, in my uh, five things. But Danny Cunningham, let's start with you, and let's go from five to one. The five things that excite you most as you eagerly await the start of the NFL season. I uh, Number five for me is the play of Jared Goff. I'm really excited to see whether or not he can continue along the path that led him to being a starting quarterback in the Super Bowl, or if if what we've seen so far from him, him is a fluke. I'm not sure that I'm all the way bought in on him as a QB is a franchise QB, and he's up for an extension soon. It is going to be extension time for Jared Goff. I'm excited for him. Not all the way excited for him, so I've got him at number five. What's your best guess there? My best guess is that he is a a bit of a system quarterback, an above-average system quarterback, but not someone that I think you can trust your franchise in. Yeah, I mean, when I look back at that Super Bowl, man, that was, was obviously not a very entertaining game it was one of the boringest games that i've ever watched it in was my miserable. entire life um but when you <laughs> when you actually look at the football side of it though it was a defensive clinic by bill belichick mm-hmm. putting shutting down that offense and i'm wondering if that experience by sean mcveigh and jared goff is going to carry over now 
into next season? Are they going to keep, you know, are they, is that going to be in the back of their mind going into next season? How are they going to, you know, what did they learn from that, from basically being taken to the woodshed? Their offense was just completely shut down in that Super Bowl. And I, and I wonder if Sean McVay is, he's going, if he is, is he going to take anything from that to go now into 2019? I'm really curious to see how they, how they respond to that. Number four, Danny Cunningham. Number four, and I think all of us here appreciate misery. You guys being from Minnesota, me being from Cleveland, we've dealt with our fair share of misery throughout our our sports. I don't know what you're talking about. They're going to the Super Bowl. No, they're not. Just wait. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm trying to forget about it. The city of New York is just filled with misery right now in terms of the football teams that they've got. The Jets could be a miserable team. They could be explosive inside that locker room. I'm also really excited for the misery that could be watching Eli Manning play quarterback for another year. I'm excited to see how bad that can go for the Giants. At what point in time does he get lifted this season? You, you can't go. You can't I don't go. Think he's going to get lifted at, at all. At what point in time should he be? Well, or yeah. will he be? Should Yesterday well, is the correct answer. Will he be? Probably never. I felt worst for when the NFL draft was going on. Yep. The NFL gave away 100 years of season tickets to a random fan. You mentioned <laughs> Yes. It was a New York Giants fan that won it. And that poor fellow is going to have to watch Eli Manning play quarterback for 100 years. Oh, come on. At some point, in 25 years, he'll retire. I don't know. I really don't know. How about the fact that last night... Speaking of the Giants quarterbacks, they took Daniel Jones to the Yankees game at Yankee Stadium, and he got booed yep. by at least some of the fans. <laughs> that is so I ne- You know what? I never, I never want to hear a Minnesota athlete ever complain. Honest They've to got God. it nice. Uh, well, in at Yankee Stadium, they throw stuff. Or they they boo you. Mm-hmm. In Philadelphia, they throw stuff at you. Or boo I, you if you're Santa. Yeah, I never want to hear a Minnesota athlete talk about, oh, man, the fans are tough. Daniel Jones has not taken a stab as a Giant yet. And the poor kid goes to Yankee Stadium probably thinking, oh, man, I'm the quarterback of the Giants, and gets booed. That happened in Chicago to Mitch Trubisky. He went to a Bulls game after he got drafted and got booed. Oh, did he really? He did. He went to a Bulls playoff game, I believe. Or maybe it wasn't the playoffs, but it was end of the season. Mitch Trubisky got booed in Chicago before he ever took a snap for the for the the Bears. So back to your New York football point. Who's worse in 2019? I the think Jets or Giants. Who who's more who's more fun because they're so dysfunctional? It becomes a great storyline, and both will be covered by all of the national outlets like a blanket. I think it's going to be the Giants, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's the Jets because I could see see the Le'Veon Bell situation (laughs) just blowing up in their face. I could see that happening, and I I don't think Sam Darnold's all that good. If you pair Le'Veon Bell with a bad quarterback, he might not be happy. He might be more unhappy there than he was with Ben Roethlisberger, who's going to be a Hall of Famer. But also, Eli Manning's terrible, and I don't think Daniel Jones Jones is much better. I'll go with the Giants will be worse, but I think that the Jets have more more potential to be explosively bad. This is very simple, gentlemen. It's going to be the Jets. The Jets are going to be so much more of a dumpster fire because... You have a situation where the GM was fired. The head coach doesn't doesn't want the prized didn't want the prized offseason free agent signing. So now that's going to be very very awkward. You have a young quarterback that's still developing and I mentioned the head coach how good a coach is Adam Gaze? I don't think he, I don't think he's that good. He might be a decent coordinator, I have no idea. You know, as far I, as head coach goes. For for as much no crap problem. for as much crap as we've given 
Dave Gettleman and, and Judd, I'm I'm right with you oh, yeah, on a, him. I mean, he's he's, he's a buffoon. Yeah. But I think I the overall. Like <laughs> well, yeah, you like him because he's a buffoon. <laughs> I, I do. Makes think, our jobs easier. I think the Giants are a dumpster fire. But when I look at their situation, it seems like more of a standard type of like normal situation in that. Okay, you've got an aging quarterback. Yep. You've invested a first round pick on a young quarterback that you see as your future. Now, is Daniel Jones going to be good? That remains to be seen. And I do think that there is something to be said for Pat Shermer being there as sort of a normalizer, so to speak, in, in, a, in a situation that's a little bit awkward and chaotic. That I do think that there is some value in Pat Shermer being sort of that steady, normal, sort of having that normal approach to a game week in and week out. And I don't think they're going to be very good, but I could see them being a, a seven and nine type of football team with still just so much talk about, well, is this going to be it for Eli? When are we going to see Daniel Jones and, and things like that? The Jets, the Jets have three and 13 written all over them right and now. Gaze could completely melt down, which would be glorious. All right, Danny Cunningham, third thing that you were looking forward to. Number three, this really does feel like this is Drew Brees' last hurrah. And Drew Brees is a quarterback I've always enjoyed watching since he's been in New Orleans. And, and if this is it for him, I, I really have enjoyed the ride, and I'm looking forward to one last season watching him play. I, I've really enjoyed Drew Brees. I think that offense has real, real high potential to be very good. They could be a team that makes a run in a Super Bowl this year. And I've I've always enjoyed him. It's probably the last year we'll get to watch him. I'm looking forward to it. That's very nice. Non, non-controversial. Not what I was looking for at all here, yeah. but probably true. Yeah. Do you think he is successful, though? This year? Yes, because yes. Collar brought up the fact that his, I believe what Matthew said, his second-half statistics last year really did drop off for him quite a bit. So do you think he comes back this year and goes out on a high note? Or is this a Zolgadian, you violated the rules and should have retired note? Oh, I really hope it's not one of those because there I've seen a couple of those in my short time here. Dirk Nowitzki of the Dallas Mavericks was not pretty to watch. That, I, that I was the ultimate. You. you did. I sat by you and I complained the entire time because we're walk, watching Luka, who was just fantastic and such a good player, and then I got to see poor Dirk come out there and roll around the court. <laughs> and you it's also really you bad. also said Why? it about Albert Pujols this year. Oh, it's oh yeah, it's hard to watch. Yeah. It is hard to watch. I hope I really hope that Drew Brees does not turn into that. I really hope that that's not what Drew Brees is. Judd, is there anybody in the NHL that is kind of like that right now, where you just look at it and say, why is he still playing? You know, it's so hard to do that. Mm-hmm. It, the guys used to do that, but then when the game got really quick, it changed completely. Because you can't, it's so hard to stick now, mm-hmm. because if you're slow, you're just cooked. Yeah. So the the game of hockey now, and the way it's played, essentially kicks you out, which is a glorious thing. Because then guys can't do. That's why Judd loves it. Because then they can't do what Dirk did, which is you know Dirk. You, God bless you, but you got to go. Yeah. Number two, Danny. Number two for me is can Patrick Mahomes la- match what he did last year? Mahomes was incredible I'm, in winning the the league MVP. I got this threw one for too. fifty touchdowns, threw mm-hmm. for however many yards. He was amazing. Absolutely. He was a Julian Edelman. Maybe he did touch that punt. Maybe he didn't touch that punt away from being in the Super Bowl. I want to know if that's the real deal. All signs points yes, but I'm not 100% sold that it is. I don't know what their offensive weaponry is going to look like. Is Tariq Hill going to be there? Obviously, Kareem Hunt's out of the picture. So you've got Travis Kelsey. I really, there are a lot of question marks surrounding him. I think that this year we are going to find out just how good Patrick Mahomes is, and I'm pumped for that. 
And I think with Kansas City, too, we got to see some improvement on defense for them. Oh, yes. That defense really... And they're trying. Yeah, and they're trying, and that's that's what I Brought like about what DC. they did going in. Spagnuolo, right? Steve Spagnuolo yep. was hired as DC, and I think he's very good. Yeah, they've changed the coordinator, so they're going to have a different defensive scheme. They went and made the trade for Frank Clark from Seattle. They uh, picked up Honey Badger, right? Yes, they did. Tyron Matthews, yep. so that should help Barry's bolster gone. that defense. Yeah, Eric Berry is just and not Matthews, the same yeah. guy anymore, injuries and all that. So I like what Kansas City did on defense, It's but now... Now we got to see some improvement to help out their uh, young, outstanding quarterback. I would guess that if you could go around to every team in this league outside of the Chiefs and break down who, what individual player has um, has been scouted the most in an attempt to slow them, Mahomes is number one. Has to be the mm-hmm. the league wants revenge on what he did to everybody last year. I have to imagine that, right? Absolutely. And these guys, that's all they do. That's the thing is this is not college. No. So year one can be great, and this kid might be great for a long time, but if he comes back and repeats a semblance of the success that we saw from him in 2018, credit to him, because there is no way that every um, defensive coach with him on his schedule has not spent hours upon hours trying to crack that nut. Mike Zimmer, right? Yes. Mike Zimmer is probably losing sleep. Thinking about having what he's going to he do again. <laughs> What's he going to do he against need, Patrick yeah, Mahomes? Exactly right. And number one, Danny Cunningham, on your eager to see when the NFL season starts. Oh, I think we all know where this is going. Oh, yeah. it, is, it is the the Cleveland Browns run to the Super Bowl that I am eager to see. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very excited to see what year two brings for Baker Mayfield. Really excited to see all the offensive weaponry that they added in Kareem Hunt for the last eight games after he returns from suspension. Odell Beckham Jr. on the defensive side of the ball, adding, adding Olivier Vernon, Sheldon Richardson departing from Minnesota, going to Cleveland. Nice that team looks loaded, and I want to see that come to fruition. What is your, honestly, as a Browns fan, and you've been a Browns fan for a long time, and I believe I looked it up today. I think they have had a, they came back into the league as an expansion team in '99, and I believe it's two winning seasons since then. They had a winning season in '02, it's lost twice, in right? the playoffs, and they had a winning season in '07, didn't make the playoffs, but went ten and six. Mm-hmm. They've had three winning seasons in my lifetime. Okay, what is your honest evaluation that this thing is going to not be good, but very good? I I think they're in a an eleven win team. I think that they're a playoff team. I don't know what happens when we get to the playoffs. I can't. Okay. I can't. Say that, and I can joke around and say, oh, they're going to win the Super Bowl. They're going on a run there. They've got the talent to do it without question in my mind. Now, that has to actually happen, but I think that they're a team that's going to have double-digit wins this year. They're that good. They're, they've got too much talent to not be good this year, Judd. Does the first-year head coach scare you at all or give you pause? It, it doesn't scare me in part because he was the head coach of the offense last year. We we see that situation here. Once Todd Haley yeah, and do. Hugh Jackson were fired last year in Cleveland, Freddie Kitchens became the head coach of the offense. And from that point on, they had an elite-level offense in Cleveland. They were awesome. Baker Mayfield looked like he couldn't be stopped. They turned guys like Antonio Callaway into not stars, but but very good players out of the fourth round. So that's that's something that... It might temper my expectations a little bit because he's that first-year guy. Maybe it is a little bit too much on his plate. I hope that's not the case, but I'm really excited for the Browns. How much of it, too, has to do with the division? Because I think the, I, I'm i with you in that. I think this division is very, very, very winnable. Oh, I, I would be, as a Browns fan, I'd be very upset if they don't win the AFC North. I think the Bengals are going to be terrible. Listen to, listen to you. <laughs> you're a Browns fan. Wow. How can you say that? 
I mean, I get where you're coming from, but the, the, man, ba- the Bengals are going to be terrible. Three winning seasons in your lifetime, but they've never. You're not that young like anymore. This. Young, but you're not that young. The Bengals are going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. I don't believe Lamar Jackson is a good quarterback. I just I don't think he can, I don't think he can throw it in an NFL level. Regular host of this show is driving in right now. You better I don't think he can throw well enough. I don't think that I, I, the offense that they ran in Baltimore last year for him is not sustainable. And I don't have the faith in Lamar Jackson to to take the next step in his development. And Pittsburgh's out of weapons. In Ben Roethlisberger's like ninety. Is he really by now ninety years old? He might be Seems older like than it. you. I don't know what to make of Pittsburgh now. I think they're, they're hard to read. I think they're declining, but they got rid of some pieces that were actually pretty good. But I'm not sure we're great in the locker room. I don't know. I here's my question about Pittsburgh: Can Mike Tomlin get this group back? Because mm-hmm. I feel like he's really lost them. Yeah. Can Mike Tomlin get this group back? And I have no clue now. Because they still, you still feel like they have enough weapons. To win, I mean, they you, yeah. you lose Antonio Brown, but you still have Juju Smith Schuster there. But how good is he without Antonio Brown on the field? Very is, fair. is Juju yeah. Smith Schuster a yeah. guy that yeah. is a really good number two, but that's his ceiling, and we've just seen it early? Or is he someone that can be a franchise type wide receiver the way Antonio Brown was, yeah. where he can? It doesn't matter who you put on him. We don't know that because Antonio Brown took so much attention. And to to bring up Tomlin. For a normal organization, they'd have a new head coach. The Pittsburgh Steelers just don't fire head coaches. Yeah. That's not what they do. Three if, in almost 50 years. If this was an organization like the Ravens, no. like the Colts, just pick your team. We're talking about a first-year head coach. Like the Browns. <laughs> we're talking <laughs> the about Vikings. a... The, yeah. Sure. Yeah. We're talking about a first-year head coach in Pittsburgh. But because it's Pittsburgh, yeah. and they've only had three in, like you said, the last 50 years, we're not. And I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. James Conner, too. I mean... He came in last year, did a nice job for them because of the whole Le'Veon Bell situation, but that was with low expectations. Yeah. Now people are looking at him and saying, okay, well, now and where, Le'Veon Bell is gone. And where is Ben at? Yeah. Is Roethlisberger still really good? Is he good? Is he... And... I don't know. And, you know, he's been pulling the Brett Favre stuff the last couple of years, too, yeah. flirting with retirement. Very true. Where is he at in his career? How does he feel about Beware that? Beware of the confident Browns fan, though. <sighs> I'm dangerous. I, I just feel it's dangerous. Three winning seasons in your lifetime. I haven't had a quarterback. And you like felt Baker really Mayfield. good about seven and nine, right? Seven, eight, and one. Seven, okay, seven, eight, nine, one. <laughs> Why are ties allowed in this league? The Vikings are going to tie week two again. Thank you, sir. You got it, man. <laughs> Danny Cunningham has some uh, Wolves duties to run to, but we will continue on the path of the five things that we are most eager to see now that uh, the off season is upon us. Uh, officially with the break now until training camp start. It's Zolgad, it's Manny Hill, Jonathan Harrison producing Purple Daily is the show on the all-new Score North. Football fans, it's Mackie here for Federated Insurance. You might not know this about me, but I've been a business owner a couple different times in my life. I can relate to the roller coaster ride, the never-ending sea of problems to solve, the exhilaration of those incremental wins. If you're a business owner, I recommend getting to know Federated, which has over a century of experience in protecting businesses and making them as successful as they can be. You want a company like Federated standing behind your business. Visit FederatedInsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Mutual Insurance Company. It's our business to protect yours. Zim does an excellent job. He's so organized and our, our detailed is situational football, you know, so does a great job from that standpoint. I, I try to keep my mouth shut and do my job. He comes down and likes to sit and talk football a lot, and uh, I really appreciate that because he and I have been through quite a few battles in this league. So, you know, I'm just 
really proud of the fact he's given me a chance to, to be a part of it, and uh, hopefully I can help out. Purple Daily TCL uh, Broadcast Studios. That, of course, Vikings, um, basically head coach offense, Gary Kubiak, talking at minicamp last week. Manny Hill, just once, I'd, I'd like to hear a guy like Kub say, you know, I've been a head coach a long time. <laughs> i got to be honest, I could do a better job here. I mean, I talk to Zim all the time, and I don't think he's as good as I am. <laughs> Wouldn't just as like to hear the honesty. I mean, I've got a Super Bowl championship. I mean, Mike's good, but he's not good. You know, he's not me, not as good as I am. Could you imagine? Would be great. Could you imagine if we just gave every head coach in football, all thirty-two head coaches in the NFL, truth serum after oh. every game? Oh, it'd be glorious. Zimmer comes as close to taking truth yeah. serum as you can get, right? Yeah, that's I would as think close so. as you yeah. can get. And sometimes he just—he's you know, gotten to the point now too where he just doesn't doesn't even realize it. He just a lot of times you have to catch him right after a game, right? Because that's when you tend to get the most candid response from him. Yeah, and at that point. My theory on Mike is he just can't help himself. Mm-hmm. The Keenum stuff was my favorite. Because <laughs> he couldn't stand watching him play quarterback. And yeah. it was so crystal clear. And they kept winning. And, you know, the horseshoe comment was my mm-hmm. absolute. Mike had seen enough of these um, low percentage passes work. Yep. And God bless him for Case. They worked. He they was worked fantastic. And guys loved Case. But you could tell it was driving Mike insane having to watch this. And he knew the end result was going to be a crucial pick at some point in time. He just didn't mm-hmm. know when. But, yeah, it, it'd be it'd be great, Kubiak. I've been here a couple of months, and i got to be honest with you guys. It's just not that good. <laughs> I'm a better head coach. All right, let's get back to the uh, subject at hand, which is uh, now that minicamps, OTAs, and all that good stuff is complete, the uh, things, the five things that you are most eager to see when the NFL season does start. Danny Cunningham went through his five in segment one. Manny Hill, it's your turn from five to one. So starting at number five, what are you most eager to see when we do get started here? I'm very intrigued by the Dallas Cowboys. Hmm. Jason Garrett's been there a long time, Judd. And we talked we talked about Mike Tomlin being there for a long time with the Steelers, and you just wonder, you know, how much how much is left there. Jason Garrett, man, it's it. I think it's time. I think it's time for to to really figure out. Is they need to have? I think a really really good season. I think to justify continuing having Jason Garrett. Is this Stephen Jones? There's no way that Jerry Jones is this patient, right? I know I Jerry. So. I know Jerry talks a lot, but Stephen, his son, has taken way more control. I think of that pseudo GM job there. Mm-hmm. This has to be him, right? Jerry Jones so. blows out. He ran Jason. Jimmy Johnson out I know. after winning two Super Bowls. Well, because he because he thought he was the football expert. Jerry yeah. did. Yeah. But and this then, has to be a byproduct of the kid being like, no, firing the coach doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I just, because it's amazing to me. And, you know, look, they they made the playoffs last year, and they won a playoff game and and, and all of that. But, man, I, I just, when you, when you look at the talent and some of it is just, some of it's hype, too, because it's the Dallas Cowboys and they get talked about a lot, but... The hype surrounding Dak Prescott and the hype surrounding Zeke Elliott and just all the coverage and attention that they get. And it's just really been hollow. They had a really good season a couple of years ago, 13-3 and I think it was, when Zeke had that great year and Dak took over for Romo. But then they blew that game against the Packers in the playoffs. Part of that was because of Aaron Rodgers being amazing. But, you know, it's 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 been a lot of bark and no bite for the Dallas Cowboys really for a decade plus and I just think it's time now for them to really start to deliver the goods don't just be 10 and 6 and 
get bounced from the playoffs. Yeah. Show, show me something to really justify all the attention that you're getting. And this is essentially the year that we decide if Dak gets paid, right? Yeah. Because that's, that's what a this big comes down it. to. That's, that's going to be a big part paid? of it. And, and it's weird because it's the Cowboys, and you would think the answer would be most definitely he will, mm-hmm. but so far I don't think we're seeing that. Yeah, and I think I wonder if they're waiting to see how he performs and see to see what kind of season that they have this year. And that might be the determining factor on Jason Garrett's future and what they decide to do with that press guy. And the Zeke dynamic is interesting to me, too, because at that position, it's rare that you get extended uh, runs mm-hmm. of success. The The Petersons of the world are few and far between. Mm-hmm. Those and, guys are basically gone now. And so a guy like Zeke is in is in that that very brief window in a running back's life mm-hmm. where you either do it or you just get fried. And I wonder if they're just going to, I've heard Collar talk about this last week, but I, I wonder if they're just going to run him as much as they possibly can, get the most out of him. And then when he's 27, 28 years old that's and his body's up. cooked, yeah, then they're just going to say, all right, well, see you later. They did that with DeMarco Murray. Mm-hmm. They ran him into the ground for that one season. He had a great year, led the league in rushing, ran for 1,800 yards, and see you later. Yep. Off to Philly you and, go. And you last how long after that? A couple of years? Yeah. Peterson is a remarkable story. He's an outlier now. Yes. Yeah. Number four on your list. Number four, you'll like this question. Because all of these are basically centered around questions, too. You'll like this. Can Nick Foles, we've seen him overcome a lot. He's... Multiple stints with the, you know, with the with the Eagles, Super Bowl MVP with the Eagles. Great story. He had to deal with Jeff Fisher with the with the St. Louis slash L.A. Rams. Can Nick Foles in 2019 overcome Doug Marone, Tom Coughlin, and John DiFilippo? And I think the answer is most definitely no chance. The <laughs> this only is, this is going to be the only I'm hope so intrigued he, by this. The only hope I think he has is is if that defense goes back to being its dominant self of 2017. Mm-hmm. But we've seen Nick Foles try this before too. I know it didn't end well. He almost retired from football after that Jeff Fisher led stint with the Rams. Mm-hmm. I think if you are putting this on Nick Foles and saying, go to it, buddy, you're in a world of trouble. Because now there's expectations. He's gotten paid. Yep. And he's it's been a, handed the Manny, keys to the car right away Manny, at the it's start. the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing as when Nick Foles left Philadelphia the first time. Yep. It's the same story. Yep. It's the exact same thing. And that situation with that head coach and uh, Coughlin's not the GM. He's like the, what is he, like the vice president of yeah. something? But he's got. He runs the football side. Yeah. But he's, you know, 70 some years old and probably still has some of that old school thought process when it comes to building a team. And John D. Filippo, I mean, how good an offensive coordinator is he? He wasn't good here, wasn't good in Cleveland. And, I have no clue. You know, now we're, you know, he's got his, he's reunited with Nick Foles again. What is that going to look like? I don't think he's. Probably that good. Yeah, probably not. All right, number three, the Green Bay Packers are very, very, very intriguing to me. Can Aaron Rodgers have a a bounce back year? He wasn't that good last year. That's on my list, too. I agree. you, you, You look at the numbers, and they're not bad numbers, but by his standards, they weren't that good. And obviously, the team was six, nine, and one. They fired Mike McCarthy. They were. You know, they're moving on to a different head coach. 
Matt LaFleur, I mean, he's he's associated with with Sean McVay, so there's always that. You're always going to have that, too. Um, how is, is, is Aaron Rodgers going to be re-energized now with a new head coach and a new system in place? Is that going to re-energize him and, and motivate him a little bit more? I do like the moves that they made on defense in free agency. Mm-hmm. Their draft was a little odd, but... I, I, I'm I'm curious to see if Aaron Rodgers is going to be re-energized by this new, fresh, young head coach that's going to have new offensive ideas. They've made some moves on defense to improve. Are the Packers going to bounce back from uh, from last year? And I, I think the question too regarding the quarterback is: Is Rodgers basically empowered to become the OC? Mm-hmm. You got the feeling that McCarthy tried to run things his way. And, I, and, and he wasn't going to change. And at fir- yeah, and at first Aaron was okay because he was young and he was getting the opportunity. And I think that began to wear on Aaron. But Aaron's to the point now of does Lafleur essentially say it's your show? I got ideas. So do you. Let's sit down and meld them. The interesting thing because I, I actually have this same thing third on my list. The interesting mm-hmm. thing about Lafleur's resume was he was Matt Ryan's position coach in Atlanta during Ryan's MVP season. But we've seen that before from quarterback coaches. <clears throat> DeFilippo. Yep. Muskie. Musgrave, yep. Musgrave was in Atlanta when Atlanta was having success offensively. Same job. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks coach. LaFleur then spent 2017 as McVay's OC. There's the association of you must know a lot because you know Sean McVay. But then he went and became the OC at Tennessee last year. Mariota was not great, and they finished, the Titans did. 27th in scoring offense. Mm. So, but, but if you have Rodgers and you turn him loose and to use your word, he's re energized, mm-hmm. that makes a world of difference. So I think that, I, th- I think the Packers are one of the most intriguing teams in the league as far as not knowing what you're going to get, but the upside could be fantastic, but you don't know that for sure. I really like what they did on defense. Because this well, it's is about this, time, right, Manny? Yeah, I mean, it's been forever. I mean, it's what would you call it? The Ted Thompson bin forever that they would go and just when when Ted was running the team, they would go in and just get like the 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 cheap guy that you didn't really think a whole lot of. They didn't make a lot of big splashes in free agency. Yeah, they got especially what? on defense in two thousand. Was it two thousand ten? They got Woodson. Mm-hmm. They and and I think he was in the second wave. He didn't get signed immediately. So I think he he was in the second wave of the free agency period in like 2010 or so. Mm-hmm. And he ended up being he ended up outplaying what, oh, what they were paying him. He was absolutely outstanding. great. Yeah. And Julius Peppers. Yep. But for for the most part, Ted. Yeah, Ted hated to spend. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm them making moves and being active in free agency for the first time in a really long time makes me think that things are going to be a little bit different there, and uh, if they they're, win, they're going to be a factor in the division. If they win the division, it's not going to surprise me one nope, bit. Won't, won't shock me either. All right, number two, Kyler Murray. How soon does he play? I've, I tend to think he's going to play right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and will the Cardinals be better? I mean, Cliff Kingsbury, it's another one of those, oh, he knows Sean McVay. He's associated with Sean McVay. He's young. He's an offensive guy. Let's bring him in. Let's give him a shot. Okay, well they've taken their they've gotten their quarterback now. They've moved on from the Josh Rosen situation. That whole thing's been resolved. He's now in Miami and I'm curious how how that goes too down there. But how soon do we see Kyler Murray? How good is he? Will the Cardinals be improved? They were a complete dumpster fire last year. I tend to think they will be better just by default. Just because they were so bad last year. 
But I still don't think they're going to be very good. That's the only thing. The Kingsbury hire to me is a huge risk. Mm-hmm. He got fired as a head coach in college. He got the USC OC job. Yep. He quit that to come to the Cardinals. <laughs> I, I sense that the Cardinals, because what, we've got McVay disciples have gone to Green Bay, Cincinnati with the kid who was his quarterback's Zach coach, Taylor, yep. who's a young guy. I sense the biggest reach. It might be the Bengals, but I think it's Kingsbury. Yeah. To take to trust that he can now step it because this these jobs are tough as hell. Mm-hmm. And to go from the college ranks because you think you know offense, that's a big reach. And he failed in college. Yeah, like, but let's, the fact let's that be McVay, honest, he failed the, at Texas Tech. The worst thing that teams can see is McVeigh in this sense. He makes it look easy. And he's incredibly bright, and he is good for him. It's great. But you see that, and you're like, well, let's just go find the next Sean McVay. Well, that's really not easy to do. How do we, and how do we know Sean McVay is not one of a kind? Yeah, and the Cardinals, I, I, I sense, and I don't know how good, and I don't think he's great. Their GM, what is Steve Kime is? Mm-hmm. The Cardinals are in, they're getting cute, for lack of a better term. They're getting cute here. Mm-hmm. And and now, if you brought in Kingsbury as your OC with ideas, I think that might work. But he's going to run your whole program here. And he's got a young quarterback who's going to need some work, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I just, I, this, this to me, of all of the, the reaches that we've seen uh, since the season came to an end, this might be the top one. You have a head coach who failed at his one head coaching opportunity in college, never coached in the NFL. Your number one overall pick, while he has a ton of upside, and I think he is going to be very good, he only has one year of starting experience in college. Right. And there are questions about the the physical ability. I mean, I I don't like the talk about height, but that that is a question mark about Kyler Murray. And it's a roster that's just depleted of... I mean, I love Larry Fitz. We all love Larry Fitz. But overall, this is a roster that's I feel bad not, for, not very talented. I feel bad for Larry. Yeah. Uh, the other thing with with Murray that would really concern me is is this. He's the type of quarterback you can ruin. Mm-hmm. We've seen QBs be ruined before. And and but by the time you're far enough down the path to say that they are ruined, you don't know what's what at that point. But yeah. they're done. And it is it is remarkable when you think that that what in 2018 they traded up, correct, to take Rosen in that draft. Mm-hmm. And then a year later, you turn around and, and audible out of that entire thing. You punt on that. And and yeah. you do this. And if Kingsbury's good, it's going to look absolutely genius. But if Kingsbury's bad, and, and this team is as bad as we think, and let's just take a pick and say Kyler Murray starting by week three, if he spends the season getting hit, losing games, that becomes a major concern of, okay, not, not only are you not developing him, but there's a chance that you are are he is regressing before you, and then the question becomes: When do you get him out of there to not have it be a long term problem? It is basically so it's, it's the epitome of high risk high reward, right? If it works out, but I don't trust be, they're doing it, it be, right. Right, exactly. That's the if, problem. If they if this works out, it could be special, it could be phenomenal. But if it doesn't, it seems like it's going to be a complete total disaster. Okay, number one. And, Judd, I don't know if you'll get too many arguments from me on this. The Oakland Raiders. I I just, I'm, I'm so intrigued by everything about this football team right now. We've got 
the last year in Oakland. We've got, you know, Gruden and Mayock running the show. You know, what are they going to look like? You got Antonio Brown into the mix now. They're going to be on hard knocks this summer. I just, everything about the Oakland Raiders just has me just salivating at how. I don't know. I don't know how good they're going to be. I don't know how bad they're going to be, but I am dying to find out. Well, and you almost don't care because right. I, either way, it's going to be great fun to watch. Yes. I have no clue if Gruden still has a fastball. Yeah. We I don't know. Zero clue. We don't know because he doesn't have his quarterback. Right? Like, well, and he's, you know, but he was also out of this game. This game mm-hmm. has changed greatly, drastically since he last coached until last year. And I can't figure out if, you know what, he's got a great strategy here. This is this is somewhat like if Madden had come back and coached. Yeah, at some point in time, exa- like, it would have been the exact same thing. John, you should have stayed in TV. And you've got you've got two guys that come out of the TV booth. I don't and trust, are running this team. I have serious reservations about Mike Mayock, mm-hmm. but I also don't know if he's got any control here because Gruden is is so hands on. But watching this thing, when it comes to Gruden, I have no idea. He was at one time a really good coach. And I have no clue if he's been able to sort of update his style to be effective now, or, or if that act that we saw on TV is still the act, and if players are like, yeah, this doesn't work for me. Yeah. And Antonio Brown's going to push that to the right. limits. See, and that's, that's and the what other happens thing. when Carr doesn't get him the ball? Mm-hmm. The, the two receivers that I am so curious to see how they react when things don't go well, and there's not going to be a surprise to you, Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. And Baker's not going to take any crap. Right. And Odell's not going to take any crap back from Baker. But when. And can Freddie Kitchens handle that? Yes. And I have a feeling that it might be tough. But anyway, <laughs> so that's one. And then two is what you're saying. Antonio Brown, you know, if Derek Carr screws up or Derek Carr has a bad game or Antonio Brown deems that he is wide open on the five yard line and does not get the ball, guess what he's not going to do? Keep his mouth shut. And and with Derek Carr too, and I Gruden mean, will be yelling at Carr at the same time. Antonio yeah. Brown is what's going to happen. Yeah, and Derek Carr. I mean, look, his career is kind of at a crossroads right now, right? I mean, there's questions about is is he a legitimate guy that you can have as your franchise quarterback? A couple of years ago, there was a thought, yeah, he could be. I mean, he was an MVP candidate. They signed just him. a couple of years ago. He, they paid he him. The, he got the contract. He'd be they gone now. Him. He'd be gone now if they hadn't paid him. Yeah, Gruden, and, I'm sure, and, would have loved to run him. Right, and so and now it's like, well, how does Gruden really feel about him? Does Gruden really like him? I don't know if anybody's really sure about that. And if he doesn't perform well, are they going to try and move on from him? They're moving into Vegas after this season. That's going to be eventful and crazy. The Raiders, I am, I'm chomping at the bit for them. If Derek Carr is not up to what Gruden and Brown, I guess, expect in 2019, you got to think that their first year in Vegas, they have a different quarterback, right? Yeah, I would think so. If they're five and eleven, four and twelve again, or something like that, they'll take a quarterback. Because they're the going round. to try that first year. They are going to try and make some type of splash. Yeah, I think so. But the other problem too is. Let's just say Gruden's not that good. Look at the go back and look at that yeah. contract. It's ten years, right? Yes, they gave <laughs> him a college course, coach's court, uh, contract. They gave him everything. <laughs> they gave him the farm out of the TV booth after how many years? Mm-hmm. He left the Buccaneers in what two thousand? What do you do there? Eight. So he was out of the booth for, or he was in the booth for ten years. And by the way, look at where this league is going, coaching wise. 
like it or not, and it might be wrong, but it's going toward young. Uh, it's going toward John Gruden when John Gruden got hired the first time by Al Davis. Mm-hmm. It's not going towards older men who have been working on Monday Night Football for what eight years. Yeah, and the, the big question is, we're going to find out now that they have now that they have a talented wide receiver in Antonio Brown. Derek Carr's okay. Does John John Gruden is your offense still work? In 2019, absolutely NFL. Well, and does because, he? And has he updated it at all? I got right, no clue on because that. Because we've seen Andy Reid coaching that same division. We've seen him, you know, because he came from that same that same West Coast tree, right? Same exact same coaching tree. Coached under Holmgren as, as John Gruden. Gruden. Yep. yep. But Andy Reid, we've seen him evolve over time, and now he's got he's running an offense in Kansas City completely different from what he ran in Philadelphia with Donovan McNabb. Is John Gruden going to be willing to do the same thing if he needs to? And he stepped away from coaching for, what, months? Right. He got fired by Philly and, and got the, the Kansas the Chiefs, City job. The Chiefs swooped him right up. That's the point is Gruden was talking to lots of folks and doing his quarterback camps, but he had no hand in coaching for how many years? Mm-hmm. And he never left it. Right. And those adjustments and adapting, I think to some degree, takes being involved in the sport itself in that job. So I'm not sure if you go talk to your brother a lot, Jay Gruden in Washington. Hey, what's going on? That he's going to be like, you know what what the league is? The league's totally different now. (laughs) All right, uh, TCL Broadcast Studios, the uh, show is Purple Daily. Let's take a break. Let's come back. I have three now. Okay. Because you you took two of mine, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. Three things that I am eager to see when the National Football League, uh, when National Football League season resumes. You're listening to Purple Daily on Score North. Yeah, I think I think they work together really good, and um, I mean, just sitting in the rooms with them, the way they communicate, and, uh, and 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 Kevin will have his own take on things, but Gary will be able to help him with certain things. No different than you know when I was a first first coordinator. Uh, I remember Parcells yelling at me a lot, but that, actually I was already coordinator before then. But uh, he would yell at me a lot. All right. Mike Zimmer last week, Vikings now on vacation, as is, I think, most of the rest of the league now. There might be a Mm mini-camp left or so somewhere around the league, but I think we're just about done with that. And that is why, Manny Hill, we are concluding this hour, Hour 1 of Purple Daily on uh, the all-new Score North, by talking about things the five things that we're most eager about uh, to see when the National Football League season does resume in late July with training camps. You had the Packers on your list, and I had them at three. Mm-hmm. We covered I had that them on three, as and we well, had yep. that per, that covered pretty thoroughly. You had the Raiders, which is just fantastic, on mm-hmm. your list at one, I believe. I had them at four, so I'm down to three things. But that's absolutely fine in the remaining time that we have here on Purple Daily before we get to hot routes next hour. Mm-hmm. Number five on my list: How will Cam Newton come back from shoulder surgery for mm. the Carolina Panthers? This one intrigues me. As you know, Phil Mackey, not a fan. Matthew Collar, I think, safe to say, is a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan, too. I'm more on the border of this one, I guess. Sure. But but I, I, I appreciate Cam Newton for what he can bring when healthy. Yeah. Shoulder injuries and pitching and quarterbacking are not a good thing. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see. This is not an elbow problem that can be surgically repaired and you're fine. This has been surgically repaired, but my question becomes, how is he? How's the arm? Yeah, because I I have not checked and I'm not sure. But the last time I did look at their depth chart, the Carolina Panthers backup quarterback was Taylor Heineke. Yeah, good luck. Good luck with that. If Cam came in to throw deep passes last year, Hail Marys because poor Cam couldn't drive the ball down the field anymore. Yeah. You know, when I look at Cam Newton, 
he's it, it it seems like that MVP season in 2015 was so long ago. And I just wonder if over the last what eight years, he's been in the league eight years now. I wonder if his body has just taken so much of a beating with how much they've they've ran him over the years. And he's for the most part been durable because he's a bigger guy, a six five, two hundred and fifty pound guy, runs like a deer and all of that. But yep. I just wonder if his body has taken so much of a beating, and now you add on this shoulder injury where we don't know what it's going to look like post, you know, surgery procedure. I mean, Andrew Luck sat out a year because because he had the, shoulder problems. He, he had shoulder problems. Nothing he, to scoff at. And he came back. He came back last season, and he he was great. They improved the offensive line around him. That was good. That's another thing I think Carolina needs to improve upon because their offensive line, because they had a certain guy at left tackle that Vikings fans are familiar with. Don't worry about it. Matt Cavill is out. (laughs) So um, that part of it, He's tending to his pizza shops. Yeah, Lord. Um, And the the other question I have about them too, Judd, is how good a coach is Ron Rivera? I have no you know, clue because just, times, sure. every time I think he's about to be fired, yeah, they win thirteen games. Yeah, and and it it happened a couple of years ago where they they made the playoffs and almost sense, beat New Orleans in New Orleans. That Manny, year. do you get the sense that he is liked by players, good with players, but I don't know that he's a great strategic coach. That's yeah, I could see that. That's how I perceive him. It's, he seems like a he seems like a players' coach, but not. Well, in terms of week to week, here's another question: preparation just is lacking. Is Norv Turner the best offensive coordinator for Cam Newton? Uh, those seven step drops. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> With that line last year, it certainly wasn't. No, I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. That's I don't know if that's a. They'll they'll be interesting to see. Number two on my list uh, piggybacks a little bit off what uh, Danny Cunningham brought up in the first segment regarding Patrick Mahomes, but I also threw in Sean McVay, and that is. Was the Super Bowl a preview of what's going to happen to these high-flying offenses now? Because every time as fans that we assume, well, the league's gone now. It's gone all offense. And the league wants that. Mm -hmm. But what happens? We we talked about it. These guys sit in dark rooms all summer long, um, ignore the rest of the world, and come up with schemes to stop it. Yeah. Well, and and we just look back no further than the Chiefs-Rams game, that Monday night game that was just fireworks- all day. It was a real football league, game. And the league loves that. Yep. But the point is guys like Zim do nothing but come up with schemes to stop it. And then and then they get adjusted to as well. Mm-hmm. But there's always adjustments to adjustments to adjustments. And are we in an offseason now where the adjustment is firmly going to be off of what Belichick did to the Rams? Is Mahomes, are there ways? Because every time we say Patrick Mahomes cannot be slowed, and I know this for a fact because I watched him, <laughs> he will not be slowed. He will be the greatest quarterback of all time. Six games in ESPN does a, a feature on Patrick Mahomes is really struggling. Mm-hmm. I mean, he threw 50 touchdowns last year, and I just that that's a tough thing to repeat. And teams have a full year of film on him now. You know, you look at the Rams, and and I think people are going to be trying to mimic what the Patriots did to that offense in the in the Super Bowl. Teams, the NFL is the ultimate chess match league. Everybody is trying to outsmart everybody. And and no one who's good has a life. Mm-hmm. And so all they do is work on that. Yep. They spend their entire off season, even maybe more so than they do during the regular season, because you're just worrying about practice and you're you're yep. going week week by Cause week. Because you're worried about yourself. Right. But these guys, Belichick, Zimmer, all these other, you know, and offensive coaches are like this too. 
They're always going through their offseason. They're looking at film almost obsessively. How can we stop this guy? Not almost. It's obsessively. Yeah. It's completely. (laughs) And the last one on my list, number one on my list, the new pass interference call Mm. that's now reviewable. I'm dying to see this go haywire. (laughs) They don't know. They're still trying to figure out Hail Mary passes. Can is that going to be subject to review? Because on every Hail Mary pass, somebody gets grabbed. Mm-hmm. There is going to be the league needed to do something after the um, Saints Rams fiasco, and so they reacted. But if you've read this so far, they're trying to decide how to do this. Who's going to be able to look at it? Who can ask for the review? What exactly constitutes egregious? It's an egregious call. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, the Rams Saints call egregious. But if we're in week six of the season and I hit you, but it's uh, semi egregious, but not egregious, can that be reviewed? This to me is going to be the new catch rule. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the. Can you really review that? I guess you can. Yeah. Hail and, Marys, Hail Marys and, are going to be the one to watch too, especially oh, like yeah. you mentioned. And can you imagine the first time that Xavier Rhodes, there's a challenge thrown. Xavier Rhodes, 29. He interfered. The Viking sideline, Zim's head is going to pop right <laughs> off his shoulders. It's going to, if it's at US Bank Stadium, Zim's head is going to hit the roof of the stadium. It'll go through the roof probably. It might, yeah, it'll just go right bang. <laughs> With steam coming out of the ears. <laughs> I am so eager to see how this is going to be done because th- this is a, a reaction, and I don't even think it's a bad reaction to a terrible call. But the problem is, in typical National Football League fashion, they sat in a room. And nobody really has thought about the implications, and now they are, of a bang-bang play. And and what are the, what's going to happen, too, when we get our first controversial overturn? If that's, a play, if a play is my, not... Mike Zimmer's head's going to be yeah, headed right towards... If, if somebody is not called for pass interference and somebody challenges it, they review it and overturn it and say, okay, yeah, Xavier Rhodes, he... He tugged. You see when he tugged on that guy's jersey just a little bit there, about five yards down the field... What's what's going to happen? What's what what is the reaction to that going to be? I have seven words for you. All hell is going to break loose. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen. I'm waiting hell. for it too. It's going to be great. All right, we're in the TCL Broadcast Studios on the All New Score North. Here, uh, Purple Daily is the show. Let's do this. It is time. Jonathan Harrison with Colorado has come up with the questions for hot routes. It will be Zolgad. It will be Rami Makhlouf. It will be Manny Hill. It will be Jonathan Harrison. Hot Routes is next on the all-new Score North. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.